Welcome back <laughs> again to Four Geeks by Geeks, the place where geeks come to geek out. As always, with te technical difficulties, I am Bozer. You guys, holy shit, thank you so much for bearing with that. Um, full disclosure, this is my new setup. I've got, an, I, I uploaded everything to OBS, because you might notice this looks a little different than it's looked in the past, um, a past geek out sessions. We've used another program usually, but this in in the interim since my last Geek Out sesh, I transferred over, and I'm a big boy OBS user now. So thank you very much because it's 2022, and uh, we got new overlays. We got a brand new spanking logo. So right here for 2022, and and hopefully for the next 30 and a half thousand years because I'm tired of, of making a new one. Stream crashes, seriously, make a shirt, we need it. No, we are in the process of making a Technical Difficulties merch. But if this is your first time, thank you for joining us. Uh, we do this each and every Monday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard live on Twitch, where we geek out with a brand new guest and we celebrate what they love to geek out about and we talk about amazing topics. And you guys, I am terrified, but also riveted for tonight's conversation with my guest, Lady Isolina. So if you are here because you already love Lady, let me know in the chat. And uh, if this is your first time, you're going to love her because in the few minutes that I've got to spend prior to the stream, I've all already, I'm like dough in her hands. She can just say whatever she wants and I'm, I'm just gonna nod and smile. Um, but we've been geeking out together on Instagram for years now, so I'm, I'm really excited for tonight because I've been wanting to just hang out and chat with her for years. So I'm really excited. And for those who did find it, use the command QOTD for that question of the day. And Isolina, this is going to be one of my first question to you, which is what is a personal goal for 2022 since this is the first stream of the new year? Um, my personal goal is was this, first of all, to have OBS ready and have our new logo and have our 12-hour stream that we did yesterday that so many of you tuned in for not be an utter shit show. And it wasn't. It wasn't. Thankfully, thank the God, somehow it wasn't. Um, but another goal is actually that all of our live episodes here on Twitch will be listened to after the fact on a podcast. So you can re-listen to them at a later date on the podcast, and then they will live forever on YouTube. So... That's my goal, so that you can always catch up. And especially with our D&D &D sessions, which, uh, as a reminder, this month, during the month of January, we're taking a break on Thursdays for D&D &D so that we can pre-record, get a nice batch going for the near future. Um, those will also be ready on podcast and YouTube form. But I want to know, what is yours in the chat? Alex says, not dying. So that's a great goal. Really high up there. Blind Sword says facts. She is awesome. A great cosplayer and awesome person. Well, I know she's a great cosplayer because I've been drooling over her Instagram for years. And even in that short time, I know she's awesome. And I can't wait to know even more how awesome she is. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us. I'm kind of bursting at the seams with questions for her. And I don't want to waste any more time before she's able to get in here. So let's... Blow it up in the chat, you guys. I want to see some emojis. I want to see some fire. I want to see some applause. Please give it up for my guest, Lady Isolina. Welcome. <laughs> You're still muted. <laughs> Isn't that funny? 
Let's do this again. <laughs> Welcome. Am I mute now? <laughs> now, now we can hear you. Now we can hear you. Awesome. <laughs> How are you doing, Isolina? I am okay. It is a Monday night, so about as good as it gets. Mondays are the best nights <laughs> because we have geek out sessions on Mondays. Exactly. And then tomorrow I have my stream and I get to get even more drunk. Hell yeah. What are we drinking? <laughs> um, uh, this stuff. This stuff. And I got this stuff. It's adult beverages. There you go. <laughs> oh. um, um, thank you so much for joining me on this Geek Out Sesh, Isolina. Like I said before, thank you. I've been drooling. So much for <laughs> Drooling over your work for the past, what, I don't know, five years? No, um, that's not true. I didn't see, I didn't you. see your stuff before that, but it's been a while. Forget how long it's been. <laughs> it's been a while. 2020 was the crown championships. Let's put that in perspective. It feels like five years. It does. You're right. That's that's why I thought it must have been five years. Oh, my God. Well, before we get into those crown championships of cosplay in which you did compete, um, break it down for those. Maybe this is the first time meeting you. Who are you and what do you do? Oh, well, I'm Lady Isolina. I've been a cosplayer for 20 years. Um, and uh, I am a full-time healthcare provider. My main focus is leadership within the medical community. Um, so I have uh, six technical staff underneath me. I wear a lot of hats. So I do everything from admin, um, nursing, to even registration and scheduling. I kind of wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so you're as... out there saving lives while being a badass on the internet. <laughs> it, kind of. <laughs> I think you're being modest. She's like, eh, nah, nah. <laughs> no. So yeah, I just wear a lot of hats. Okay. Uh, but you have as a cosplayer, just sit down and create stuff um, that looks amazing and hopefully will help inspire other people. Um, I love to stream old video games while wearing cosplay, getting horribly drunk, and everybody can enjoy my voice characterizations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that a personal goal every stream to get drunk? It's something that happens. It's it's not a goal. It's a journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, Freakish says you were for sure inspiring and even said that he immediately changed his plans when he saw that Isolina was going to be on tonight. So, thank you. Thank you. I apologize to whichever date you just stood up in a coffee shop somewhere. <laughs> it's worth it. If, even better, you can get drunk with us. Yeah. Hey. As long as you're of age, kids. Or make sure to uh, swap out that drink, vo drunken vodka, with some water. Your parents won't real won't realize it's missing. <laughs> oh my God! There's there's the inspiration. You are full of great advice and inspiring things john <laughs> welcome back he says i was only going to be riding alone oh okay okay sage advice That's says blind um but for those like i said but for those who don't know what you've done um we're going to take a look at some of your work while you tell me like where you first began your cosplay journey because you don't get to where you you are overnight at least i hope not oh my god so 
I've always loved sewing at a young age. Um, When I was seven years old, I got an ancient white rotary. You know, those ones that have like, it looks like a desk and then you flip it up and then you pull out the um, the sewing machine. Oh, that's what I first started on. (laughs) That thing was a pain in the ass, but I got my start on it. Um, So it was like small projects. And then I started. How long ago was that? Uh, so that was like a little bit over 20 years ago. Okay, damn. So. Okay. uh, Long enough. Um, so, well, I started that and then I started seeing some of the costume designs and comic books and the movies is like, and then I started getting motivated because my, oh, we got a kitty. Kitty. (laughs) What's kitty's name? Um. (laughs) <laughs> this is Gulliver the Window Licker. That's his he, name. He like, yeah, sort of. <laughs> his government name. <laughs> it's, it's it's on his ID. It checks out. <laughs> um. So yeah, I started uh seeing that. My uncle was actually huge into LARP. He did a lot of armor making, so like metal armor stuff for like Renaissance Festival. He that's how he got his name. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of. I like I got super interested in armor builds because of him and yeah and even when I was getting bold in my teenage years I kept on going because it's like this is great therapy it's like bullies can't even you know produce this stuff so it's like that self-worth kind of spiel that that's Um, interesting would you feel like that is a obviously that wasn't like the main motivation from the get-go but did do you feel like that helped launch you to where you're at now oh yeah rub it in the loser's face (laughs) hell yeah because you have a lot to rub so we're just going to kind of show you a little bit in the chat (laughs) we're going to take a stroll down her instagram while we see all this amazing things that yeah you get to rub in their face so like we're checking out your red piece sorry help me out i'm not 100% 100% certain who all of these characters are meant to be. Um, so this is Marie Antoinette. Tell us about this piece. God. So uh, Marie Antoinette, that is from Takarazuka Review. They did a, um, a theater version of the Rose of Versailles, which is like a really old anime. Okay. It's like from the 70s kind of manga that got adapted so many times. And then... Yeah, the theater picked it up and made this beautiful ball gown. And it's like, it's been reproduced a couple of times. But I think I was the only one that actually contacted... Gulliver, your tail is being a menace. Um, I was the only one that contacted the actual theater crew to ask how it's all built. And um, yeah, I was able to create something that was extremely spot on. Um, I made all the appliques everything all that's hand beaded and now that it's been decommissioned as a competition piece Uh i've actually got to just have a lot of fun with it add a bunch of lights more sparkly bits more sequins more glamour yeah lights up you'll see the uh the uh, newest one those are actually uh peonies that i added leds to so oh over here yeah oh that's amazing So you Uh, you not only sew, you not only armor build, but you also work with electronics. Uh, yeah, I do all my own, uh, wire hookups and everything like that. So 
It's a, uh, I've actually been doing it longer um, than a lot of other cosplayers been doing. I've been doing a lot of uh, light work, uh-huh. and I was actually really interested in uh, high density LED light strips about 14 years ago. <laughs> so I started working with those, and I actually have um, a lot of like a soldering experience underneath my belt and my dad who is an HVAC taught me at a young age um I believe I was 11 years old when I learned how to weld solder all that stuff Jesus Uh, so thanks dad (laughs) so like is there anything you can't do I mean what what are we looking at now tell us tell us about this because you're talking about your lights this has everything uh, yeah, that's a Warhammer 40k piece. That's Nefaria from, uh, let's see here. Raging Heroes is the original uh, character designer. Okay. And yeah, freaking, I fell in love with the design and I'm like, oh my God, yes, absolutely badass. This is incredible. Um, so, How yeah. How long did something like this take? Um, I actually really... Bed that one up. That took less than six months in between doing uh, cosplay commissions for a bunch of other cosplayers. So I kind of really hammered it out last second. Um, this is your last and, second work. This is what last second looks like to you. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't even get a notable recognition at Katsukan, and I'm like kind of bummed about that because I was hanging out backstage with Grunkle Stan getting drunk off of his scotch, and that was kind of awesome. It's like, that was the best part of the masquerade was hanging behind the scenes with my stage manager and Grunkle Stan and just cracking jokes back and forth and just drinking scotch. <laughs> I'm, I'm noticing a theme in your life, and I, I can't help but admit that we share that theme of adding alcohol to our all situations. Alcoholism. <laughs> alcoholism. Yay! It's not fair. I got a late start on it, so. Um, That's okay. I'm sorry you got robbed at Katsu. Not really, because as I see it, I'm the biggest winner. <laughs> because I got to hang out with Grunkle Stan. That was the that was the last year that he was moderating, and okay. he was geeking out about the whole Warhammer 40k thing, mm-hmm. and it was just fun just to hang out with them and everything. Um, so, yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I kind of won hardcore at that. I got those amazing pictures and it actually caused a um, a bunch of Warhammer 40k fans from Spain to notice and they really liked my stuff. So I got involved into that community and Warhammer is huge over in the UK. Is it really? So... Oh, yeah, it's amazing. So I get to see all their amazing builds. They love Nefari, and I'm thinking about doing another um, piece from uh, Warhammer 40K, especially with the Tech Priestess, because I love their design. The flesh is weak. (laughs) So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun to rebuild. But somebody else mentioned, I think Freakish, or no, Blindsword mentioned all the, the detail work. Like... If you look at all these this work that she's got going on, you notice that you put all the tiny details into every inch of 
these builds and these cosplays, like, one, where does the motivation come from to spend that time? And like, are you that detail oriented in life or just about cosplay? Um, oh, if you look at my apartment, which is why I have a black bed, black uh, bed sheet hiding it. Um, I put all of my detail work into all of my cosplay builds. It's it's mostly just a way for me to um, like get a creative output out there. And okay. it's like more detail, more detail. Um, just, you know, kind of uh, kind of spiel. And I love it. Um, I see all these amazing detail pieces out there and I'm like inspired i must add that to this so then it just becomes you know a snowball of details on top of details and it it just creates these pieces that are just insane like look at this this is insane we're looking at uh, uh help me out with the name i'm sorry Zinea. Zinea. um and i'm just like i there's so much to look at like, I feel like I could look at this video all day and still not see it all. That's because you're only scratching the surface. Good God. Okay, how long did this thing take? Uh, that took over, I want to say, 13 months put together. Um, and I'm actually redoing parts of it um, as we speak. So that's gonna like as soon as the crown championships of cosplay open up again for the chicago area mm -hmm. i'm gonna be entering sedea 2.0 because it's like oh, yeah. i i did sedea in a rush time like a lot of the build with this it's unfortunately like this was rushed this was in between all of the um all like I was working close to 70 hours a week and I was like mentally breaking down. This was during pandemic time. I didn't get a break. Seriously? Yeah, it was it was bad. So um, this was unfortunately my rushed therapy and it didn't turn out exactly how I wanted it to. But it did earn a spot in being showcased on BlizzCon Online, which was which is amazing, and I cannot be thankful to Blizzard enough just being a part of this amazing show that, you know, recognized yeah. my work. But I can do better. <laughs> I like, what? Okay, but really, I guess it's not fair on my, like, having no understanding of where to even begin with this to say, what, you, what could you possibly improve on? But you, the veteran... You probably see a lot. So what would you improve on or what will you plan to improve on? Oh, I have one of the legs right here. Oh, hell um, yeah. So I added a lot more of scroll work to it. I just have to add the shading to it. Um, and it's going to get overhauled. This skull piece, you'll notice how it's all broken. I have actually 3D printed um, and designed better pieces. So is that how yeah. you get all that detail like that? Physical detail is the 3D printing. Um, most of it is actually um, foam clay with a bunch of customized uh, uh, fondant molds that I can get. Oh, so you put the and mold in. You have the mold and you fill it with fondant clay. 
Mm-hmm. And then... Well, be a foam clay. Yeah, okay. Because this is what you'd see on a wedding cake. Yeah. I'm using it for, I'm using it for cosplay. <laughs> totally different. <That's> brilliant. <laughs> my, my mom is slightly disappointed. <laughs> if... Your mom has nothing to be disappointed about. Just, just just, slightly. She's happy I got out of a really bad marriage. So she's like, I'm not complaining. I just wish she would settle down. And I'm like, no, not doing that mess again. Yeah, and we're going to hear more about that, I think, in a little bit. Um, but that's uh, going back to Crown Championship cosplay. That's where I first saw you is in 2020. And mm-hmm. we were there. I was there with PK and we were having a great time. I love to see the crown championships because it's just like I get to see this level. I just remember the very first time I saw it and I'm like, these people are gods, gods. Like, I don't know how they create what they do. And then a couple years later, I saw you and uh, I'm going to find it. What did you take to see to me to that year? Marie Antoinette ball gown that you saw the first one. Okay. Um, it was except that. I had, I had the wig, <laughs> and it had the ship with the lights in it, and yes, yeah, I, yes, it was the ship with the lights that just took it to the next <laughs> level for me. Sorry, we're scrolling. I actually, really fast. Ran, <laughs> that's all right. I've actually ran into Adam Savage, and he looked at my lights, and he's like, "What the hell." And I'm like, I'm also not wearing shoes underneath this ball gown because I had high heels underneath it and I was just running around the whole thing barefoot. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, this this woman walks out with like the most frilly thing I've ever seen and all this beaded work and detail and then a ship on her motherfucking head. <laughs> That is amazing. <laughs> Blood, sweat, created creativity, and tears, says Blindsword. John says, holy moly, the craftsmanship and level of detail, the ingenuity. I think you're getting some new fans tonight. And some of you have found the command lady that will take you to her website, and you can just go love on all of her stuff and stay up to date. We're going to take a stroll down your website here in a few. Um, but... Oh, God, I haven't updated in forever. <laughs> we don't have to. You can say, don't, no, don't do that. Um, yeah, John says, if Adam okay, Savage is impressed, you know it's impressive. <laughs> but this is what I first saw in 2020. She walked out and I was like, oh, my God. So immediately I started following. And then I've been following ever since and just like loving on it. And now my dreams come true and we get to hang out together. So thank you once again for being here. Um, But for those that like maybe are interested in cosplay or for those cosplayers out there, I want to know like, what's your major villain when you're creating? Like that thing that's always fighting you that you have to keep fighting against when you are doing something as incredible as this. It's mostly time and energy. Like I said, I'm working in healthcare, especially during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to find, you know, the time and the energy when you just got done helping somebody who is essentially not going to, you know, they're not going to make it throughout the night. And it's just, it's emotionally damaging and it's like, it just zaps everything out of you. And it, yeah, I've, uh, 
Let's just say the liquor store has been making a mint off of me ever since the pandemic started. Yeah. Um, um, as well as uh, space. Um, I don't have a lot of room to craft. So it can be trying to fit this massive freaking ball gown in something the size of a funeral plot. So, and that's competing with the cats and everything because they like to lay everywhere. And it's like you have to maneuver around them. As uh, cats and, do. Exactly. And another thing is uh, um, what I find is like imposter syndrome. Like a lot of people think you're like, oh, my God, everybody is so amazing. What the hell am I doing here? And it's like I just got to keep remember re telling myself it's like we have clawed up from the bottom and we're going to keep going. And it's just yeah, sometimes the villain is outside forces mm -hmm. and sometimes it's yourself and you just got to realize that and you just got to keep trucking and that's just crazy to me to to see like these are the things you're creating like this fucking real life gundam and i think it's important for people to hear that even you that can create this still feels like you don't belong <laughs> in like the crown championship of cosplay like what is that a how do you get through that like where does that come from my god um uh, well, we wanted to want me to describe my experience with it. With imposter syndrome? Oh, no, no. Like, uh, going through the crown championship. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. I mean, it was absolutely like, I was blindsided that I was accepted in there. So, uh, the thing with this, um, the championship, it's like, you have to submit, um, like a front back photo of your cosplay as well as like I made all of this this is how I made it this is what it's made out of mm -hmm. um and it's like you submit it by a deadline and then um they tell you whether or not you made it in and I was actually at Katsukon when oh I got the email oh that I made it in and it was like a couple of weeks later um, I'm like, oh, shit, I have to get to freaking Chicago after this. Um, yeah. But I was ex extremely excited because Cowbutt Crunchies, who actually inspired me to to like go into this uh, masquerade, she was there and I was like, remember that giant ass freaking red ball gown? It made it in. And she's like, they're all ecstatic. And I'm like almost sobbing in the grand staircase because I'm like, I'm so happy. Um, but yeah, that was amazing. Um, so I was really excited to be there and part of something um, so massive, um, get alone be recognized for my sewing talents. Um, so I had a lot of fun going there and meeting up with friends, actually Zephyr Studios. Mm -hmm. He did that um, amazing uh, build that actually won the... Um, best in show for the crown championships we were, were like sitting there hanging out and one of my best uh memories is we were sitting here hanging out and he's like all just you know trying not to move in this 3d printed suit so i'm sitting here hand feeding him chips because he he couldn't reach up to his mouth what was he wearing <laughs> I, I remember the oh. name also oh, got stuck in a doorway once in that gown yeah, she got stuck in a doorway once in that gown, he says. Yeah, oh my god, and it's gonna get worse because of the 
it, I have to redo the um, redo the the hoop skirt, so it has to be more of a pannier because for um, for ball gown or ballroom dancing, I have to actually get close to the partner that I'm going to be with, so okay. that front part has to be squished in, so it has to be squished out. And good luck getting through double doors. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Just um, have to widen so the doors, I guess. Pretty much. Pretty or just hammer. Gooch through. Just do the, the, the fat man in a little coat thing. Just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so you're at C2E2 at Crown Championships with all these amazing cosplayers. And mm -hmm. clearly, like, you were there for a reason. But did you still find yourself fighting the fact that, like, you didn't think you belonged? Sort of, because there's so many amazing um, uh, seamstresses there. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm like, oh, my God, my gown is trash. Um, uh, so Casey Renee was there with her aerial ball gown, and I've seen it in person before, and it was just absolutely stunning. And I'm like... I don't have that level of craftsmanship. That is gorgeous. I'm I'm just a trash panda in a red velvet flock. Um, so I was like, oh my god, it's it's you. I've seen this before on my social media, and I'm just like fawning over her. And there's so many amazing seamstresses. Um, but I ended up taking th uh, third place with uh, yeah, Marie Antoinette. I got. That the medal to prove it, and I'm like, yeah, we got this. How did that feel? So I was, getting that medal. Oh my god, I was ecstatic because after I stepped on my hem, I was so afraid they were gonna count me out because I actually ended up kind of falling back down, and the the um the announcers like, oh my god, oh my god, and like I got up and I'm like just thumbs up to the crowd, and the guys like, oh yeah, you got this. Because I stepped on my hoop skirt and yeah. I ended up pulling myself back down. I I don't remember. See, no one else remembers that but you. <laughs> it's 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 on the video. <laughs> You'll see it. <laughs> we'll go back and watch it. Oh um, my god. If someone wanted to start in the trajectory that you are, like what advice would you give them? Where should they start? Um I absolutely say go for it. Don't let fear and doubt stop you from trying. Um, remember like where your roots are, how far you've come, and just try. The worst they can say is no, but if you don't try, then you've already failed. Um, another thing is always have a fix-it kit available because you don't know what's going to go wrong. Um, so it's always best to be prepared. Um, always have a book of progress photos available. Um, it can help highlight small details um, that could easily have been missed. And also talk to other cosplayers if you do get a chance to go. I absolutely loved being able to talk to all of the other international cosplay teams. Mm -hmm. Like, I am actually... I talked to a bunch of people from Australia. There's a gentleman from India that I... I have fun over his armor work. We talk back and forth. There's um, the English uh, team and also the French team that came in and they looked at my Marie Antoinette ball gown and I'm like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, that's nice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. 
but yeah, amazing cosplayers. It was so much fun to talk to. And it's like, don't doubt yourself and just give yourself the chance to do it. So, yeah. That's the hard <laughs> part, right? Just not doubting yourself. Ex exactly. Which is just, it's frustrating. I find in my own life that's frustrating. And then when I hear that you are doubting yourself when you were creating these amazing things, like I'm frustrated for you. Like, no, I wish you didn't feel that way. I want you to just like know how awesome you are. But that could be another monster that we're creating if we <laughs> had that thought. Ego. <laughs> right. Um, but obviously your cosplay has caught plenty of attention because like you saw on her Instagram, you're past 30K and you're blowing up all over. You're getting noticed by Blizzard. And so how does that feel to, to almost have, have this great following loving what you're creating? Well, my play can be really overwhelming. It's like kind of a rags to riches kind of thing. Um, yeah. Because like I got out in a abuse, really abusive relationship uh, with that that Gundam, that was the first thing I made that helped get me out of that um, abusive um, household and really? actually start realizing my worth. And yeah, and then it's amazing having my hard work appreciated in such a vast community. Each cosplay I make, it feels like it's a drop of sand on this massive beach. And it's like having 6,000 people notice that drop of sand it's like it's scary but it's wonderful and it's just yeah it's you know just amazing <laughs> <laughs> because I mean a lot of us but, that are creating yeah. like we do aim for to have such a following or at least have created a community have that many people appreciate what you're doing so if you were to say like the best thing about having your following, what would you say it is? Uh, being able to positively affect the community um, and have people recommend me for, you know, guest positions so that way I can reach out to other cosplayers, um, as well as hanging out with people on Twitch and just having fun. Um, also being able to defend smaller cosplayers who are being bullied or stalked or harassed. Um, so it's like being able to be that person that people can go to. It's, you know, it's amazing. And you have come, so. you, but you put your money where your mouth is. You do defend those smaller cosplayers and builders because there's been plenty of times that you've even reached out to us. We're like, hey, this person's getting some shit. Just go give them some love. And <laughs> they're nowhere near the amount of following that you have as if like that matters or that equates to like your actual worth but yeah i feel like people do sometimes get a huge following and then they they forget like where they came from they forget all the other accounts that are doing what they're doing so right and it's and it's like so easy to be like okay i'm just gonna focus on myself but then you forget all these other people that are yeah. struggling and uh you know they don't even like know it like there's so many people that are like i just want to give up i want to quit you know this isn't uh working i don't like this and it's like no keep going keep going and it's pushing those uh smaller accounts to you know be like you know i appreciate you all that stuff everything it's just 
you know, pulling them out of that doubt cycle. Like, I don't belong here. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Yes, you do. You know, don't delete your account just because, you know, people aren't noticing. Yeah. Create it for you. I notice you. And it's... And that's got to mean just, a lot. The fact mm -hmm. that somebody that probably in their eyes, in their eyes, feels like they sh you shouldn't notice them. But you do. And like Freakish said it best. When you talk with her, Isolina feels like a small following cosplayer, even though she's hit 30k. It's so cool as a small following cosplayer. Yeah, because I always I always try to um, be more personable with everybody. I always try to, you know, get to all my direct messages, even though it's a lot. Uh, so being able to, you know, talk with people, have, you know, friendships and everything. It's like I always see, you know, my my followers not as fans, but as friends. So... And it's just kind I've of something ever since we started talking i have totally felt that like i think there was one time we were talking and i was like oh i just go to over your account expecting to see somebody with like a similar number as us which is small and then i was like holy shit <laughs> like who is this person why is she talking to us and like you were just so down to earth and really cool and so on from us and all us small streams thank you for doing what you're doing because it's noticeable and it is making an impact clearly um, so, okay, those are the good sides of having a large following, but, uh, as we talked about leading up to this, there is a dark side and there are consequences <laughs> that can come from having such a large following. So tell us about that. Like, what are the darker sides of making it in cosplay? Dick pics. <laughs> so, Dick pics. Yeah, I get a lot of sexual advances and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not into that. I strive to make my content as non-lewd while being uh, very body positive. Sure. Um, as well as trying to be an open source of advice for people to go to. However, I get hit on quite a bit and it's just puts me in an uncomfortable position because it's like, I'm just here for friends. Right. You know, I'm sorry if I'm open. I'm sorry if you think that way, but... You know, it's like, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going to go there. Bye there, Eugene. As someone who's <laughs> so, never received a dick pic, um, what is I the just don't. <laughs> appropriate response? Like, what do you do to that? Um, I usually send them a gif of the banana getting like sliced up and smashed. <laughs> and then I just leave it at that and I just block them. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to note that for... When I get yep. my first dick pic. <laughs> just, just troll the fuck out of them. Like, I, I don't tolerate that at all. It's like, sorry, no. Yeah, just because you're body no. positive doesn't mean that you are asking for dick pics in your DMs. Exactly. It's like, I can joke about boobies all the, all the time and cleavage and ta-ta Tuesdays, but that's just me being body positive and just loving who I am. It's like, you know, being like, the really dark sexual shit. I'm like, no, that's gross. Goodbye. And that's why I have such amazing moderators on my stream is because they boot these people that are like that. There's actually one time I was just setting up a 3D printer mm -hmm. in just a sweatshirt, just looking grimy as fuck. And this dude is like, hey, I whack off to your photos on my stream chat. And everybody's like, no, get the fuck out of here, man. Bye. And, yep. Yep. 
Blind Sword Sword remembers. Odin remembers that guy. So he got booted very fast. I don't even know what to do with that kind of energy. I I don't know either. I got such amazing friends and it's just having that support is amazing. Yeah. So there you go. Advice. Surround yourself with amazing people. (laughs) Exactly. It's like the people that, you know, just want to be around you just because you're weird and funny and... It's like, yeah, I have my bad mood sometimes because sometimes I get a lot of migraines and shit with work and it's like chaotically busy and it's like, I don't exactly have 24 hours, guys. And it's like, right. Understanding people that are like, oh, yep, yep, you do you. And instead, there's like a lot of toxic people that are like that demand your attention that are like, hey, I follow you. I own a piece of you. And it's like, no, you don't. And I've actually had to stick up for a bunch of smaller cosplayers mm-hmm. that have had that happen to them. Like, um, poor Jack. He that's the one that I was like, hey, this guy needs some really positive yeah. people in his life. So he ended up, uh, yeah, that crazed woman who is like just demanding that he talks to her, even though he he blocked her because of this very grimy um, direct messages that he, he kept she kept on stalking him with and it was putting him in a really uncomfortable space mm-hmm. and it ended up uh, escalating to a part where she actually posted his personal information online and I'm so lucky that I have so many amazing friends that we were able to get that taken down before yeah. something seriously bad happened yeah. to him and his children. Holy shit, um, he's got kids? He's, he's got kids. And the fact that this woman targeted him is just absolutely horrifying. So I was like, sit your ass down, girl. Yeah. Like, she's like, she's like demanding like money from him because she's like, I, you know, bought something off of his wish list. You know, here's like forty five dollars. You know, I paid for this and all that stuff. I'm like, just because you bought something from his wish list or you donated it to something as a creator, that does not mean you own him or anybody. That is just a shitty person vibe. And it's like, I'm like, here's forty five dollars. Leave him alone by accepting this. If you legally do this, you're going to face some repercussions. And it was just mic drop, get the fuck out chick, blocked her. And yeah, I don't think she's been posting much of anything lately. So it's like, hopefully she hasn't learned her lesson. I have all the direct messages of her just being an absolute slime. So it's sad that this happens to, you know, women with all of the unwanted attention. But it also happens to men. Mm -hmm. It just, it's sick. We got to stick together as a community. And and people suck. Like I've said it before, people just suck. And the more they that you do. have following you, you are just opening yourself up for a higher percentage of those sucky people to be sucky to you because people suck. Right? And yeah, uh, because of past instances with people being sucky like that, I have become that bitch. So but, I mean, you have to. Cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers to being that bitch. Um, but I, I, I almost do stress about this. Not that we're, our channel's growing in any exponential speed, but 
like I see the trajectory and I've thought about this. Like I've stressed about it. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want us to get so big that now people feel like, okay, I supported you. Now I own a piece of you or like make all these demands on your time because you still are working a life. Like you have this cosplay streaming internet side and then you have this real life side that you, you still have to honor. You're not able to get rid of that. And you have a mental well-being that you have to preserve as a human. <laughs> right? It can get stressful and horrible. So how do you balance that? And how do you make sure that people don't feel like they own a piece of you? Other than just telling telling them, I'm that bitch, get away from me. Oh my god, boundaries. A lot of boundaries. Um, so it's like, uh, yeah. blanket here. I'm cold down here. <laughs> it's a... I'm roasting alive. And it's like negative five outside. I'm roasting. That's that pure Minnesotan there. Oh, it's um, hot. It's only negative five. <laughs> That's a heat wave in these parts. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, with um, with uh, keeping that balance and stuff, mm-hmm. it's just... Uh, knowing your boundaries, knowing your limits, and then just uh, making sure that you don't let them overlap too much. And uh, taking breaks from social media is, you know, perfectly fine. That I do that all the time. Yeah. That's why I don't as much anymore is because uh, I've been streaming a lot more. That's kind of helped me a lot with uh, just decompressing Mm -hmm. after especially really rough days like there's some days I come home and I just pass right on out and it's like it giving myself that time in between dreaming and posting and all that stuff it it helps me kind of refocus and get into you know a more social mood yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. Just give yourself some time, set yourself some boundaries, and uh, make sure that um, you know, make sure you know your limits. But that's a hard lesson to be learned. Like I, I know personally, boundaries was I had to have something fuck up in order for me to understand. Oh, boundaries are that important. So, like, how did you learn this important lesson? How did, where did this idea? Of making these boundaries come from for you oh my god so you you're talking about the whole um stalker thing right i i'd never heard about anything this is brand new information for me yeah right (laughs) no yes i absolutely do want to talk because you have been through some trauma and uh you're willing to share it and i'm so grateful and before we really get into the details chat no there are some graphic details to this story so if you have a trigger warning with that kind of thing or graphic nature graphic content maybe you come back in 20 um because i want you to be as honest and open about this as you can so that people understand that there are consequences to creating a following like so many people are pursuing so that being said yes tell me about the stalker situation (laughs) Hey, so back when I was just going through my divorce, I did that amazing Gundam. It was made out of foam board. I did all my own electrical work. And back in 2014, 
that wasn't really seen much. So um, I was known as the Gundam girl. Um, and it ended up getting blowing up. And that was like my first interview as a cosplayer was by um, a geek party. And then that ended up getting into the community. Well, I was just freshly, you know, going through that divorce. I was working my job out at one of the clinics and one of the um, patients that I was talking to, they found my content and everything. And then they proceeded to start making um, appointments uh, just where I work to continue um, to ask me out on dates, make lewd remarks and everything. Um, to the point where he actually ended up getting fired as a patient. So to be fired as a patient, you have to really fuck up and like start stalking. And I ended up doing like four or five complaints to the clinic manager. And they're like, finally, like, OK, yes, this is a serious hazard. Um, we can no longer see this gentleman at our clinic because you pose a threat. This guy did not like this mm -hmm. um so it ended up um developing into death threats um he would be waiting out for me in the parking lot and it's the point where i actually had to um move change clinics and the last day i was there i was scheduled to walk out into my car and one of the nurses was actually she I Julie ended up saving my life that day. So she was going out to her car 15 minutes early just you know uh because she wanted to get the hell out of there. It was meat raffle night and um she noticed the guy was there and she's like this guy isn't supposed to be on our property. So she ended up calling the police. The police came and found this guy had a shotgun in his car waiting for me. So he gets arrested. He gets all of his firearms taken away. But because he played the, oh, I'm on um, lithium for bipolar disorder, he ended up getting out of jail. And that was that. Um, that same night, then, this is happening the same night he gets out of jail? Um. No, 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 no. So this ended up being a couple of weeks okay, okay. later. Um, so he got out of jail. He's plotting his whatever. I end up moving um, into a, um, a different location with one of my good friends um, at the time. And uh, his friends were sitting there visiting me. And we're sitting there drinking. We're just having a lot of fun. Uh, we just moved in. Um, into this this two bedroom apartment in Bumfuck, Minnesota, mm -hmm. and you know we we go out for a smoke. We notice that you know the um, there's not a lot of light outside because it's Bumfuck, Minnesota. Go back inside, go outside, and then as everybody's like getting ready for bed because everybody been drinking, and I had to work the next day. Um, I was like, oh shit! I left my um, phone charger out in my car. And so I went out to my car, which is at the end of this parking lot. And as I'm like rifling through there drunkenly, um, I kind of pull up and then I see this guy all blacked out. He's wearing 
um, new clothes. I can't make him out. And then he just, I'm like blocked in because my car door is behind me. Okay. And he stabs me a couple of times. And by the third stab, I've adrenaline kicked in and that whole psycho switch went off where I grabbed his hand at the third stab and I pulled him in closer and I told him uh, it's gonna take a lot more than that to kill me fucker and I ended up spitting in his face and he went back he gr had hit the weapon in hand he ended up booking it um, and I'm like I'm just gonna call the police I'm not gonna go after this guy um, so I lock up my car I go back inside I stumble down the stairs. I'm pissed off because there's holes in my Batman shirt and there's blood on my pants. And holes in your body. What the fuck? So I, so I walk down into the apartment and I look at Kieran. Kieran looks at me. He pulls out his iPhone and he starts recording because he has no idea what the fuck he's looking at. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I just flick off the camera. And I lock the door and I tell him, guys, I just got stabbed. And Aaron, a good friend of mine and a good friend of Kieran's and Bob's, he's like, what the fuck? So he's out there all defensively, like just stalking around the part because he's ex-military. If he gets his hand on it, he's going to fuck him up. Right. And meanwhile, Kieran is like, oh, shit, Amanda's bleeding. So he ends up pulling out this vodka from the freezer dabs it on a, a rag and then he's like starting to clean my wounds and I'm like what the fuck just happened I'm still drunk and I'm like sitting here poking the holes and I'm like that's eh, not that bad so my roommate comes out and he's like what the fuck happened because he's drunk and I'm like there's hole in my holes in my Batman shirt so I call the police and they're like Okay, do you want do you want me to send somebody out there? I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I'm the bleeding had had stopped because I'm like, I'm extra fluffy for this reason. All he got through was to a lot of fat, and um, oh my god. So essentially, it was just like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. How long was so, the bleed? Um, it was about I want to say like inch, inch and a half. It was one of those like long hobby blades. Okay. So it wasn't super bad. I'm like, I was really chunky at this stage of my life before I started losing the pounds. Okay. So that ended up saving my life because if he would have nicked something deeper, it could have gotten really bad. But yeah, cleavage to the rescue. You can actually see a scar in here and here where, uh, where one of the, the, the blade actually nicked. So. So fun, fun fact, when you, uh, you see me cosplaying with m my boobs, so you'll, you will see a scar from that attack. Holy and shit. So I called the police and they were like, do you want us to send a call? Like, give us your statement and stuff. I'll, I'm like, I'll, I'll do it in the morning, guys. I got to work in the morning. And they're like, what? No, you don't. You got stabbed. You need to take <laughs> a break. Day off. Instant day off. So, so they ended up calling around and they're like, we have this suspicious guy up in Maple Grove, which is like 15 miles away from where I was. And miles, so they 
well, this is by four nine ninety four, so it's like up and up. So it's like five this way, five that way, five another way, and um. So, anyways, uh, because I had previously worked at Maple Grove, and because I knew the Maple Grove police, they actually put this as a high priority, and they ended up getting the guy in a Walmart parking lot trying to take off a morph suit underneath this blood these bloody clothes and so they they stopped him they and they ended up uh finding the weapon in the car and so i get a, a call earlier the next morning before my shift started and they're like do you know this guy i'm like yeah that's my stalker out in annandale and they're like you might want to come in and give a statement. Um, so when you got stabbed, you... you didn't know who it was? No, absolutely not. Moment. No, but the, as soon as they said that name, because I had seen him as a patient, yeah. um, I was like, it's that guy. <laughs> that guy that was going to... So I, I told them everything. Jeez. And then the... Um, the one of the police officers that I gave the statement to, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, we know you. And it's like. Uh, the um, ex-wife actually ended up coming in as well. So I was late that day to work. But um, so what ended up happening was the guy, he got out of jail. He was on bail. Um, he couldn't possess any firearms, but he had a hunting knife and he was because he used to work for the post office. He found out where I lived and he found out where his ex-wife lived, who only lived like a little ways away from where I lived. So he was going back and forth in between the two residences trying to, you know, get us alone. And so he. When I went outside with the guys, he got fed up and he went over to his ex-wife's residence and he had this very long hunting knife with him. And unfortunately, the dog was outside and he was so pissed off, he attacked and he killed her dog. And she went out and he dropped the hunting knife, which is about four inches long. And he booked it. He went to a 24-hour um, Walmart and he was able to get a hobby knife that was about like an inch and a half long. So it wasn't as long. But by that time that I got out there, he's like, OK, we're going to do this. And then he ended up stabbing me with an inch and a half. And so I found out that that happened and I was really pissed off. I'm like, yeah, you can stab me, but the dog. So I ended up, uh, yeah, testifying against this guy. I went into work later, showed the PA my my wounds and she's like, yeah, I can just pop some surgical glue on it. You'll be fine. Doesn't look like anything vital hit ended up hitting, but that ended up causing complications down the line. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this guy is currently sitting in prison Still. and I'm going to make sure that this guy never gets out just because of like 
that violence like that's unexcusable um like towards me towards animals towards women just that violent nature that has no place in our community there's and i mean the fact that he's been warned he's been every everything and the fact that he was gonna take my life he he took an innocent animal's life he was gonna take his ex-wife's life like this is how fucked up that man was and I, I I cannot forgive him. I refuse to ever forgive him. And I hope he rots in prison. So, yeah, I, I survived. But like I said, it I ended up having complications down the line to the point where I ended up having to get a part of my liver taken out. Um, my gallbladder and part of my intestines ended up getting taken out because of uh, infection that happened on the line. Uh-huh. And it just caused a bunch of internal issues with where he ended up stabbing but at least i didn't bleed out that night and i'm still here you are still fucking here isolina (laughs) and unfortunately i do have to like photoshop a lot of my scars out and um whenever i do wear stuff with like midriff i do wear a lot of makeup around it Mm because i'm still very insecure about my the scars on my abdomen and everything so it's yeah part of who i am and all that stuff but you can edit out in photoshop i I don't even know how to respond to that like you were fucking stabbed and yeah and if circumstances were different if he had gotten to you before that poor poor good boy dog yeah the the goodest boy the goodest you you probably would not be here with a hunting knife? No, with four inches, he would have nicked it. With where he stabbed, he would have gotten my aorta. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's a no-no zone. Like, you you see people with aortic, like, pinholes, and they're, they're mm-hmm. dead very quickly. I used to work in a trauma one, and it's like an aorta bleed is, like, one of the worst ones. <laughs> Especially with, you know, gunshot wounds and everything, yeah. so... That's the other thing. Oh my god. But hey, we moved on to the big drink now. There you go. Down it. The whole thing. I need I'm just gonna take a big long. Ah, that is strong. Modra um, says she's as badass as the women she cosplays. Cause holy fucking <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> blind She is a total badass. But yeah, and after that attack, I refused to let that stop me from doing what I loved. Like, that is one of the bad parts. And actually, I just watched a Gretzico the third season, like, last night. And okay. that third season where she's a part of the OTM group and she ends up getting killed. I'm sitting there having a PTS attack while drunk. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. I'm like, this is why I carry a loaded gun. Like that whole spiel. Because after after that attack, I ended up getting my conceal and carry, and mm-hmm. it's just become that necessity in how bad it's been getting here in Minneapolis. Like, there's a lot of armed issues and violent freaking attacks. And like I survived that back in 2015. And it's gotten worse since then. Yeah. Like, it's just, ugh. 
And after working in a trauma one and seeing how progressively violent the, the things have gotten, I'm like, I'm not taking any more chances. Right. Like, it's like, if you want my life, fine, but I'm dragging you down to hell first. I love that you like pulled him in closer. It's going to take more than that to kill me, motherfucker. My God. Yeah, the fuck. Okay, so every woman has a psycho switch. Yeah. And that's when it's like, if you're trying to, you're trying to kill me, I'm going to kill you first, Spiel. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. I'm actually more full of scars because of it. But at the same time, I'm still kicking. I'm proud of you for it. Holy shit. Blindsword says, right? Jeebus, that little Chuck Norris badass. (laughs) But like the thing that I I admire even more about you is the fact that like you have taken that and it spurs you on to keep doing what you're doing. Like, do, do you do you get afraid for the following you're creating? Like, do you think? Like, I don't know if it were me, I might shut down my account and think, well, this is just opening me up for danger. I'm not going to intentionally put myself in this. Goodbye, internet. No, no, that's why I have a loaded gun. <laughs> no, that's it's amazing. like I've re- you. I've I ref- I refuse to stop being who I am because of some assholes out there. Like it's just it's unjust if you think about it. It's like I mean you can't have a loaded gun in a um a freaking convention. I would kick anybody's ass that did that. However, I did a lot of self-defense training as well because of this. So, uh, because my grandfather, he used to do boxing Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know what? I got scars on my knuckles from, you know, taking somebody out. I'm pretty sure I can hammer their ass again. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So then I've become that Bitch. Like if somebody is in my face or if they start end up uh, like getting making me uncomfortable, I've become more vocal about telling them that, you know, I'm uncomfortable. Back the fuck off. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I've made you ashamed or if I made you pissed off. Yeah. Like you're pissing me off by being pissed off for having boundaries. Right. Like, so would you say so, other than the boomstick you carry now? Is, mm-hmm. is that how you now safeguard against that kind of thing in the future? Or what else are you doing? Um, well, I'm not proud to say it, but I have ended up uh, dislocating somebody's uh, fingers because they grabbed me in the wrong way. And I end up grabbing their hand and twisting it the wrong way. And there are some popping motions. So, like... I'm I'm not afraid to defend myself anymore. So that that's a part of this that blossomed with yeah. being stabbed is like I'm not afraid to defend myself. Uh, yeah, I will tell somebody off if they end up you know end up making me uncomfortable. And I'm like, hey guys, step back, please respect my boundaries. And if they're like, that's not cool, I'm like, well, it doesn't have to be cool. You just have to respect them. And then with having such a large following, you can out people that are these predators or that do this shit. And then it's like that community knowledge that people are doing this. It brings them into a really bad spotlight and then it makes more people aware of them. 
and it can it can really either damage the reputation or it can help them become a better fan. No, that's a brilliant idea to yes, this large following opens yourself up for instances like this and it's horrible that it has. But if ever it comes close to happening again, you can use the rest of that amazing following because you feel like those people, I mean, I would hope that people to the degree that come to your fucking house to stab you are the minority. But in your 30K, like, do you feel like the majority are good people that want to support you versus those oh, yeah. are some dick pics? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I live for those people that um, end up, you know, if you know, supporting me, just happy to see my work. And yeah. they end up uh, asking me a lot of questions, how I build stuff. And they ask me just general questions and you you know, with what to do and just friend questions and they, we trade memes and stuff. And I'm like, that's that's what I live for. But every once in a while, you get that guy that, you know, tries to, you know, grab you in inappropriate ways or has grabbed other cosplayers. And then when they try it to you, you teach them a lesson or two. Like, yeah, like I said, I ended up uh, ended up with a couple of scars on my knuckles from one instance. And that's uh, that's a story for another time. Well, we'll have to have you back and you can share that story. <laughs> people aren't getting this lesson that. You, it's like, I don't even know the lesson to be learned here, honestly. Like this is, it's just it's like real life. I, I'm not even the prettiest or most well-liked cosplayer. There is a lot of beautiful, gorgeous, talented cosplayers far more than I am. I'm okay looking. I'm moderately okay. <laughs> if I'm getting that level of harassment, I fear for what they're going through. And if they need somebody to like Denny's parking lot, freaking brawl somebody, I'm not afraid to get another scar to teach that pervert a lesson. Well, there you go. If anybody is in the chat and you need someone to come Denny's parking lot, that bitch, isolene has got you. Minnesota nice. It's it, we have to get our aggression out somehow. <laughs> is Minnesota nice the same as Midwest nice? No, no. Yeah, no. I don't. Think so. <laughs> I wasn't raised. I'm Midwest nice, and Midwest nice is just nice. But I think Minnesota nice is nice until you get fucking stabbed. Then all hell breaks loose. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a level of passive aggressiveness in there that's willing to throw down. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys. So those who are your, like you're following coming over, thank you for being here. I'm sure that you were ready for the story. But those who have never met Iselina, shame on you. You better go follow her now. And just heard the story for the first time. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? This is insanity. And I'm just, I love that, like, some people are like, oh, yeah, I've heard this story. Like, you you are sharing the story so much to be like, oh, yeah, I've heard this. Because, like, what's the message that you want to send to those who might find themselves in the position with your story? Um, well, I mean, other than be prepared that this might happen, like... Make sure you're always well aware of this. Uh, if you're at a convention, 
make sure to reach out to somebody that you know can help. There's a lot of con moms now that the millennials are getting into that age group. Mm -hmm. Like all you have to do is um, like reach out. If like you're not comfortable with telling somebody off, there is going to be somebody that is waiting to tell somebody off. Like there's that level of aggression and anger issue that they will be happy to make somebody repent. <laughs> like, um, yeah, know your boundaries as well. Uh, boundaries are important. Make sure you're doing something that's comfortable for you. If somebody tries pushing past that, know that they're not looking at your well-being and they need to go. I've blocked so many people that have uh, tried pushing past my boundaries. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable. Bye. So always respect yourself. Always know your boundaries and never freaking give in to some creepos demands. Man, woman in between you are you, you respect you and they should respect you for respecting you. I fucking love that. You are you, you should respect you and they should respect you for respecting you. I have to say that again. You are you. And you respect, respect you. you. And they should respect you, you for respecting you. Because, I mean, to be honest, boundaries have always been a hard thing for me. And I'm not mm -hmm. a, a female cosplayer getting dick pics. Doesn't matter, male, female, or in between. I like know. I said, with, with Jack, he was yeah. getting it from a crazed female stalker yeah. and I had to lay down... It's like, I don't care who you are. I'm going to beat the other loving fuck out of you yeah. for causing this type of issue. And you you elicited everyone around you to come to their defense. But, oh my God, Pretty that just much. hit home. Like, you are you. You should respect you. And you, they should respect you for respecting you. I'm, I'm literally going to write that down somewhere. <laughs> I, I need this. This, this is the, what I needed today. Can make a canvas print. Just make sure to uh, tag me on it. You are you. Because, I mean, Minnesota nice, Midwest nice. Like, that's that's not a lesson that I was taught growing up. That you are you, you should respect you, and they should respect you for respecting you. It was, you are you, you should be nice to everyone. And if they're not nice to you, just be nice back and kill them with kindness. Which, that doesn't fucking kill work. That doesn't work. That doesn't create a boundary. You should respect you. It's gotten to that point in Minnesota where it's like, you have to. It's become a survival tactic because it's gotten increasingly violent and the whole Minnesota nice thing is just a fable now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you get those pockets of nice people, but there's, especially working in a trauma one, where we've been in lockdown because of gang activity or all of the freaking kids that we've seen freaking, you know, just shot up just because of freaking stray bullets. It's horrible. It's horrifying. And there have been times where I would work a trauma one shift and I would go to my next shift, which was a clinic job, and I would break down sobbing in the parking lot because... A, a kid is gone mm -hmm. because of this violence. And it's just like, I'm ready to throw down. Like there is no more in Minnesota nice. It's you either be nice or you're going to get knocked on your ass. 
So it's slowly become that. Woof. Just fucking woof. If it also helps, I was born in Wisconsin, and if you haven't heard it before, um, Minnesota nice, Wisconsin rowdy, ready to throw down and murder a bitch. <laughs> so you're the perfect blend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You betcha. Um, there's, we, we only have a few minutes left of the show, so I, I'm having a hard time recovering <laughs> from that story. And from this, like, at me quote you just dropped that I need to imprint on my heart. Um, are, are, are you even in the mindset to do some Centaur World Pictionary? <laughs> I don't know. But we can always ask the... What's a, what's a personal question you've always wanted to ask? Um, if you're not able to do Pictionary, if we only have a couple of minutes left. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Um, uh, me, a personal question I've always wanted to ask or the chat, because I'm welcome to chat. If you have any personal questions for Isolina, please drop them. Um, we were going to just do some ridiculous Pictionary, but, um, I'm, I'm really invested in this discussion more now. Um... And you said we only had a couple of minutes, right? Yeah, we usually go till 10 Eastern Standards, so that's in eight minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. Um, and I'm not even done with my drink yet. I mean, you and I can hang out as long as we want after. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we try to keep it to a relatively palatable show so that nobody has to feel like they're here for hours and hours. Um, but Or we just keep talking. I don't give a fuck. Oceano wants to know what motives, what motivates you to keep cosplaying? Oh my God, get out of oh my questions, Oceana. <laughs> that was actually a question. Okay, so what motivates me is seeing other cosplayers, seeing those new designs that come out, seeing the new everything, but also recreating old animes. So you notice like, the Gundam Wing, the mm -hmm. Takarazuka Review, the, the Shadow Lady. Nobody knows what Shadow Lady is. Now some people know what Shadow Lady is because it's a manga from like the early 90s that not a lot of people knew. So what motivates me is to bring stuff to life that not a lot of people know about. Um, uh, with the whole Takarazuka Review and Lady Oscar and everything... I was able to help revive that fan base like 30 years later after nobody knew what it was. So being able to see the new designs of old characters is beautiful and being able to recreate those is great. But then it's like, never forget where your roots are. Um, so like if there's something you absolutely love and you want to share with the world, like, if it's an old anime from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, why not recreate that? Make a new design and help get more into that fan base. It's reviving the old. Um, so a lot of that is what drives me into doing this stuff. Um, is, yeah, it's just love for the creation. It's when you are feeling lost in a crumbling world, you're able to create your own universe. Um, for me, when it's pandemic, watching so many people die, it's feeling absolutely at my lowest low 
and being able to create something beautiful around me. So with that, cosplay has been the most wonderful therapy. It's like you can talk somebody's ear off about it, but it's like sometimes it can do a lot. Sometimes it does very little. It's being able to take what you're given and just creating this beautiful art and being able to show people as well. Um, so it's reviving the old, creating a part of yourself for the world to see and just thriving in your own universe when the world can be kind of a dark place. So Holy hopefully shit. that answers the questions. I answered every question from here till the end of the universe. I have so many clippable moments. Like a lot of times I go back after a stream and like, which one am I going to make a little clip for this week? And I'm like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. So it's just going to be a montage of, like, you being inspiring for two and a half minutes. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. That's amazing. I'm just... The, the exact thing that's happening is what I thought would happen. Is, like, after I'm actually getting to have a real conversation with you, I'm just getting more and more drawn in by, like, who you are as a person and what you're fighting for in this life and in this community. And it's amazing. So thank you for doing that and keep going. And I'm going to do whatever I can to support that. Soul with a burlesque body. Uh, what? I missed the first word. <laughs> An old soul in a burlesque body. Hey. <laughs> so it's like all of that, those little moments of wisdom, yeah. and then they're just in here for the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're there because of who you are. Um, it's the boobs. <laughs> and the boobs help. Like, what's the goal with your cosplay? Like, if you could ideal scenario down the line like what do you want it to look like i want to definitely gain more of an international reputation international. as um like a lot of international people have seen my work but mm -hmm. finally getting that crown and bringing it home back to the u.s that's my ultimate goal is bringing the the crown of championships back to u.s soil um because last last time that we were there um jinxie kitty from south um mm -hmm. south africa made this beautiful cosplay and it's like okay that's beautiful but i want to bring stuff back home to us it's just it's that whole competition side of me and it's like very competitive yeah. <laughs> And it's, but yeah, it's like seeing all these different things and it's just, it just a driving force and eventually someday I know I'm going to have to pass on the torch. Like someday it's, I'm just going to get so tired and it's going to be like, bring home the crown to U.S. soil. I can't do it anymore, but you know, That's a long someday, long some years, long. some years we're going to win. Some years we're not going to win. Yeah. And it's just. A beautiful process of being able to see so many beautiful creators just thrive and make such a wonderful universe out of the crumbles we were given. So, what's yeah? Is it is it the crown championship or what's the contest or competition that like you're gunning for um, overseas? It's definitely the crown championships of cosplay. Okay, pardon. Because is that different than what comes to, to C2E2? Um, 
I believe there is a couple of circuits going around. Oh, okay. um, and then the final finale is in London. So being able to get over there and, mm-hmm. you know, show my stuff to a different audience. I mean, I would absolutely love that being a part of that whole circuit and just, yeah, showing the role of what I'm made out of. Yeah. Like, I can survive abuse. I can survive a murder attempt. I can Literally. survive a pandemic and freaking keep pulling everybody forward out of this dark place. And then just all of a sudden being able to shine after so much darkness. It's just one thing I want to live for is just that spotlight. Yeah. Well, cheers to that. Isolina. This has been such a wonderful discussion. And like, I, I think this is the least that I've talked at any geek out sesh just because I've just been sitting and listening in awe. Like I don't I don't even know what to say after all of that. Like I kind of want to just I want next next week you're going to take over and this is now your show. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um this has been this has been wonderful. As wonderful more wonderful than I expected it to be. So thank you for this. This has been so great. Great. Thank you for so much for having me. Anytime. Literally anytime. I'm, I'll bump any guests for you. No, that, that's, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> sorry, next week. It's isolated times two. Um, but all of you in the chat, I, like, thank you for hanging out. And I really do. Go go follow her on her socials. Use that command, lady. Where is it? Where's my cursor? And go love on her books she wrote we didn't even talk about you've written books you've it's got sexy bits in it it's got what it's got sexy bits in it if you like sexy bit books go check them out they're on amazon you can find them on our website (laughs) um holy shit yeah i've just been so enthralled and everything else i forgot about that and you do tutorials so if you're looking for that you you just like want to give back and build up this community like this is why you will succeed is because you have the best heart and intentions in everything you do, including those bits that you want to win and you want to succeed for yourself. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think if you didn't have that, like, I'd be like, what's, what's the point? Like people like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I honestly don't know what I'm trying to say, except just like give you a round of applause. Um, thank you everybody for geeking out tonight with Isolina. Um, and I hope your followers expand tenfold after tonight and so that we can support you the next time some rando comes out with a fucking hunter's knife in the parking lot. Um, I'll be ready for him. Yeah. You don't need us. You don't even need us. (laughs) I don't even need a gun. I'm just going to headbutt him and just beat on him. Denny's parking lot style. I don't doubt it. Uh, if you've had a great time, let us know in the chat. Tell us wh- how you've been tonight. And uh, tune in next week, next Monday at 8.30. I'll be with Eric Jaws Photography. He's a cosplayer photographer. He'll be giving us lots of tips on what a cosplay photography should look like and feel like if you're involved. And tips if you want to be that photographer. Uh, as well as probably do some ridiculousness with pictures like we did in the past. Um, and then Wednesday, we'll be doing some gaming with Moose, so tune back in then. And then Thursday, 
Normally will be a D&D day, but we are going to be taking the break for the month of January so to let us build up our brand new campaign that we're beginning this month. Um, I, I am just in awe of you, to be honest. More, more, not even of like, fuck the stab story. Like just who this person I got to meet tonight and the energy you've exuded for the last two hours. Like, you are a rare commodity, Iselina, and I really do mean that. So thank you for hanging out with me, and I'm going to continue to blow up your DMs. Not with dick pics. Um, probably just compliments. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah. And so thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, Iselina, do you know how we end each episode? I do not. Okay, well, I'm going to say my name. I'm going to point to you, and you're going to say your name, and then I'll say, and you just keep, and you say, geeking out. Okay, you got that? Um, but before all that, we need a raid. Someone give me a raid suggestion in the chat before I find one. Let's see. Ooh. I see Crash is on. We're going to do Crash. We're gonna raid crash. Raid at crash. Hello? I want to raid, please. Raid at crash. Cosplay. Okay, it's not gonna let me suggest that. It's fine. Hello? Do it. Send. Do the thing. Okay, good. We're going. Well, as always, I am Bozer. And until next time, you just keep geeking out. Good night.